Did you guys hear about the Myanmar crisis? Um, I know I usually start off with a lighter topic um, and joke, joke around a bit, but I want to get right into it. All right, Myanmar, for those of you guys who've never heard that word before, that is a country, I think, way up way off in the middle of bumfuck nowhere down in the Pan-Asia area. You know, one of those like island countries like, you know, Philippines or like, I don't know, something, one of those countries down there. It's, it's near that. It's, it's Asian and whatnot. Um, yeah, their, their country is currently facing a crisis, all right, where the, the, their military staged a coup and took over the system, the government. Um, currently the citizens, the citizens are, are at the mercy of the military and are currently being slaughtered, um, whenever they try to fight back, you know, revolutionaries are being captured, tortured, and disappeared, <laughs> disappearing, I should, I should say, um, and yeah, and honestly, whenever I read about the Myanmar crisis, um, my love for the Second Amendment increases tremendously every single time. Like, honestly, people, I, I think everybody should get the heebie-jeebies and shiver to the fucking bone the second any government creates an argument for why their people shouldn't have guns. Because if you don't have guns, they don't have to worry about you at all. Just like the Myanmar government, the Myanmar military does not have to worry about the people at all. They can slaughter them whenever they want because they know damn well the people cannot fight back. Why? Because the people don't have guns. Like, hey, guns are important. Guns are definitely important. And honestly, um, I don't, and I'm not here to make a, a mockery of the Myanmar crisis. All right, I'm not here to like try to use this as a an argument. Well, I am technically uh, using it as an argument for why the Second Amendment is important, but I think I think it's obvious now why you cannot trust a government, and it's especially I know I read about Joe Biden's talking about using um, executive orders to enforce a gun um, a gun banning of all guns in America. And the day that happens is the day America falls into pure and utter chaos because every gun owner, every freedom-loving gun owner is going to go to war. I know I would if I had any guns. Fuck off, Mr. ATF agent. I have no guns for you. Fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think... I think people need to properly um, analyze the political turmoil that every every country seems to be in the midst of um, right now, you know, and it needs to serve as a warning of what is to come if you are to give up any bit of your rights, because our, our governments are, are made up of corrupt individuals who just want power. You know, you can't really reason with these people. Like, and even, that even goes for America. Like I said before, if you've listened to me earlier, if you listen to my other episodes and my YouTube um, videos, you would know that I stand firmly on the belief 
that the American democracy is dead. And if the American democracy is dead, all there is left is the illusion of freedom. Now, what our elites are working on doing is trying to get us to give up the illusion of freedom and accept um, subserviency, uh, accept to bow down to their orders. And that in order in order to do that, they need to take away our guns, because the only the main reason why we all believe we are free is stems from the fact that we have the freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. Get rid of those two rights. Boom. Everybody knows we are no longer free. Like, and I know we are no longer free, but if you get rid of those two rights, that will clearly show to the ignorant masses who still believe we are free, that our freedom was nothing but an illusion. So moving on from there, I think, I don't know, we, we need to stop playing stupid. All this ide ideological horseshit. Like, I'm sorry there are some mass shooters here and there. Like, I am really, really sorry. Like, but I don't care. I want my guns. I don't give a fuck what crazed shooter did in fucking Atlanta or... Well, I do care. That's, that's dark. That's terrible. But that is not enough for me to give up my fucking guns. If I had any guns. <laughs> Again, Mr. ATF agent. You can suck my fat cock. Okay. But I don't know. Well, I do know. You know, um, and and I'm sick of pretending I don't. Guns are in, in a, a very crucial. First of all, the right to defend yourself is a very crucial aspect to freedom. How can you have a free world without the right to defend yourself? Because defense is necessary for prosperity. It absolutely is because sometimes you have predators who want to take away your livelihood. And how do you fight back those predators? By being able to defend yourself. How do you fight back against the greatest predator of them all? The, a corrupt government? Um, you need to have guns. And people say, oh, what will guns do against the American military? That's true. The American military is an absolute force. But here's the thing. In a state, in, in a in a, if we ever arrive to a point of revolution, the military, while I believe a greater majority of military servicemen will bow down to the rulings of a government of the government and freely choose to take away the rights of their own populace because they believe they're doing the right thing, because I believe the military or and the government will paint the revolutionaries as domestic terrorists. And will the military will eat it up and say, "Oh, let's take down the terrorists." Um, while that may be the case, um, there will also be many military men who defect from the military and fight on the side of the people, giving the people a fight. Like I would rather have a fight than a complete and utter takeover. I don't give a damn. Like you guys don't understand what tyranny is. If you're willing to, if you're saying, oh, let's just give us, a, give up the guns and accept rule. Like, ugh, I hate such a weak mentality. Those people who, who justify subservency by as if it's some kind of, as if you're morally superior for not fighting back. Oh, I don't want to commit harm. Sometimes harm needs to be committed for freedom, for happiness. Like, first of all, if you want to, 
live a full life, you need to eat an animal. You need to eat meat. How do you eat that meat? You harm the animal. You kill that bitch. And then you cook it. Harm is very important. Now, there's bad harm. There's, like, if you go around beating up innocent people, if you go around beating up in innocent animals and just slaughtering things and not eating them, you're, then you're a terrible piece of shit. All right? But then sometimes you need to harm people, as in the people who are coming to take away your freedom. You need to harm those motherfuckers. Harm the fuck out of them. And you need to harm the animals you need to eat. That's just life. And, uh, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. I think people... Uh, whatever, I'm done with this topic. I don't want to get too deep in the gun, in my gun fanaticism. But, um... I want to talk about those fucking Instagram hidden comments. Um, for those of you guys who haven't picked up on this, um, I think... About a few, like, I think mid-November or something, or mid-October, Instagram uh, made this update that would hide controversial comments. They would hide them away from people to, uh, who, who want to see them. Unless, of course, you click unhide, and then it would hide them. But, you know, they're hiding comments that are sensitive or comments that are offensive. This is conditioning. Because in, real, in reality, everybody who's on the internet is used to see, seeing crazy comments. It's, is used to seeing ridiculously absurd, uh, stupid comments that, yes, may be offensive, but we're just used to that shit. However, the conditioning is trying to make us fear, you know, by hiding it. You know, by hiding it from us, it, 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 it sends a message in our head as if you did something wrong. It's like the dopamine effect. It's all. It's like whenever I, you try to comment something that might be offensive, there's that little reading above or beneath your comment on Instagram that says, are you sure you want to comment this? This comment looks like something, other comments that have been reported before. You know, they're trying to condition you to fear simply speaking your mind. And it's sneaky. It really is sneaky. A lot of these corporations are sneaky about their social engineering because that's how you socially engineer people. Or that's, that's how you engineer a social um, a society into a particular uh, style of thinking. You know, like, it's like sneaky levels of manipulation that you have to be awakened to before you notice it, you know, at first, like so many people, so many people are willing to just accept these new changes as the status quo, as, as just things that happened. But like, I don't know, like it's, it doesn't feel right to me. You know, it doesn't feel right at all. Like it, it makes it clear that there's obviously a grander agenda at play, you know, like I, I've never felt a greater sense of, I don't want to call it despair, because it's not despair, you know? I'm not afraid of the elites at the top. What I am afraid of is not enough people waking up to the pure, to the unadulterated, to the, not the unadulterated, the adulterated and carnal levels of corruption that our ruling class have been, you know, engaging in. Because, like, there's a, 
Like, have you ever like watched a movie? One like one thing that has stuck out to me, like that I've realized in this world that whenever I watch a movie, right, and I see characters that are stereotypically evil, I I, I used to think to myself, this is fiction. That's not true. That's not how real people operate. But that is how real people operate. That actually is. There are people who are just evil because they believe it's their right to do so. You know, and that's that's because they're psychopaths. It's this whole it's this whole thing like, you know, have you, have you ever watched a a coming of age movie where the main character um you know, meets a his crush and um his crush happened to be dating a douchebag that, you know, the stereotypical douchebag that everybody is taught to stay away from. And, you know, throughout the movie, the main character is competing against the douchebag for uh, his crush's heart. And by the end of the movie, he, he wins. You know, his crush falls in love with him. Um, however, in reality, the crush, will, while she will always slightly be be into the the main character, the nice guy, because who doesn't like a guy who's nice to them? In reality, most of the time, the nice guy never wins at all, actually. Like, the douchebag almost wins 100% of the time. And the nice guy has to cringe every single time they see the douchebag making out or grabbing the ass of the, the crush, knowing damn well that douchebag is probably cheating on her or treating her like complete garbage, you know, like because the bad guys always win in our real world. And that's that's what makes me this what this is what makes me despair. Like I'm serious. This is what makes me fucking despair because um I realized that in a movie where the good guys win because that's how things usually go. That is the fantasy. That is the fantasy. Not the superpowers, not the crazy, absurd, scientific weaponry. Um, the fantasy is the fact that the good guys win. You know, like, of course, in situations like World War II, uh, where the Nazis were exterminating people, yeah, you know, they were bad guys. But again, so... To an extent, the United States was because the second we got, we became the main players on a global scale, we started engaging in some wicked, terrible, I'm talking about downright evil levels of manipulation around the world that led to the deaths of millions of people. But yet we sweep that under the rug because we forget about that. And again, I'm not just demonizing America. I'm What I'm saying is most of the time, the people that end up winning in our real world are the bad guys. And it makes me hesitant because it's not because the bad guys are better at, any, at anything. It's not because the bad guys are more clever. It's mainly because the good guys are stupid enough to believe nobody would ever do such a thing. They just believe that. They believe that nobody is out there trying to do bad things. Like, that's not true. That really isn't. There are bad people out there trying to do bad things. There are evil, rich people manipulating the scheme, like things behind the scenes to try to benefit them simply because they can and they want to. Like, that's what people don't understand. The idea of somebody being a bad person 
it's it is a lot more it's a lot more black and white than we want to believe. Everybody has this idea that the world is complicated and that there are moral issues that aren't cut and dry. And to an extent, you're right, you know, there are issues like that. However, the person who decides to start selling drugs because they're raising money to pay for their uncle's surgery or life-saving surgery is still a bad guy because that person is selling drugs to baby mamas, fathers and daughters, sons, destroying the fabric of society all because he wants to save one person that they deem important to them. And I don't care what justification you think you have. Doing a bad thing for a good cause doesn't make you a good person at all. Like, there's a difference. Like, if what you're doing causes more harm than it does create good or spread positivity, then you're not a good guy. You're not a good person. You are the bad guy. No matter what lens you see yourself through, no matter what perspective, while I can understand that, I can understand your desire to save your family, it doesn't change the fact that you're, you are the bad guy, you know? However, most of these situations aren't, don't have a greater moral um, agenda. Like, most of these drug dealers aren't trying to raise money, uh, all right, uh, for a sick relative. They're trying to raise money for themselves. And again, I can understand the struggle. It is, life is very difficult, you know? You know, things are expensive. Happiness is, is expensive. If you if you could hear that rumbling, that's my stomach. I didn't eat enough today, so my stomach was rumbling. But anyways, happiness is expensive. And, you know, life is expensive itself. It's hard to be happy. Um, but how you go about achieving that happiness means everything. If you believe your happiness is worth the destruction of a stable society, then you are indeed a terrible person. Don't lie to yourself. Just speak the truth. However, I don't think our issue, our issue is people with good moral causes doing bad things. Our, the real issue in this world is actually bad people doing bad things because they want to. And that's a fact, you know? I don't know. I, I, I've been, my mind has been troubled a lot lately, lately, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to keep these dark thoughts away because the, every time I close my eyes, I'm reminded about an, uh, an experience I had back in the day or an experience I had during that day or whatnot. I, I'm just reminded of multiple experiences where the good side never came close to winning because they weren't willing to accept the fact that there are people who actually want to do bad things. Like, it's that entire thing. Like, you guys remember that killer Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, uh, he's a serial killer. Um, and there was um, one, of the, one of these things that came out, uh, stories. one of these stories that came out about his life was that... Um, at one point, 
one of his victims had made it out of his house and escaped and ran away but and ran to a police to report the fact that Jeffrey was trying to kill him and raping him and doing terrible things. Um, Jeffrey calmly sauntered over to the victim and because the victim was panicking, you know, the cop, the cop shied away and Jeffrey casually explained the situation as if the guy was his lover who was just stressed because, um, and, and the cop just accepted the truth. And then Jeffrey led that man back to his house where he was brutally raped and then murdered, chopped to bits. And I'm pretty sure he, Jeffrey ate, ate like pieces of him or whatever. Like, I don't, it's some dark shit. It's good people. We're so fucking naive. I shouldn't say we're, because I am a bad person. And I think is that, I think the first step to becoming a relatively good person is accept is accepting the fact that you are kind of a shitty person. You know, you kind of are. You kind of are a shitty individual. And I don't know, man. I'm coming off too heavy right now. I know I am. I definitely need to joke around a bit because I don't. I don't want to be the guy who, who's constantly bitching. I know the this, this the point of this project I'm working on. The point of this project I've been doing with this podcast and my YouTube videos is to kind of shed a light in this world, shed a light, shed a light on the madness of our world and, and why our societies are failing. But I want to have, I want to do it in a fun way. So I'm sorry to those of you who guys who feel as if I'm coming off too, a bit too heavy. You know, I, I'm going to mellow out for you guys, okay? So let's talk about Kid Cudi. Apparently, if you don't know, Kid Cudi wore a dress during his uh, his performance for SNL. Um, and he said he was wearing his dress in memory of Kurt Cobain, who also wore a dress during one of his performance and whatnot. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Wearing a dress is not for men. If you do wear a dress, you're weird and kind of gay. You are kind of gay. Not kind of gay, hella gay. Um <laughs> like I don't I don't care. Like there's you, you look at the photo of him when he's wearing the dress. You can't even look me in the face and tell me that doesn't look goofy as hell. Like it looks goofy as fuck. Now before you get on me and say, "Oh, in ancient times, men and women both wore robes." Okay, sure. Men and women both wore robes. Um, however, there's a distinct difference in the style of garments they wore. And even then, we are not in ancient times anymore. We're not here to wear robes. Although I would wear a robe. I would definitely rock a toga. I'm not going to lie. I would 100% rock a toga if it was warm enough. If it was warm enough, I'd, I'd whip out that toga. And I'd probably, I'd, I can definitely pull off a stellar toga. I'd look gorgeous with a, with a toga. Um, but what I wouldn't do is wear a fucking dress. Because that, my friend, is gay as hell. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Any of these artists, that any of these male artists, these male mu mu musicians who are starting to dress in women's clothing, you're gross. 
You're gross, gay, and gross. Now, I'm not saying gay people are gross. I'm saying you're gross, gay, and gross. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Gay people are not gross, all right? Most people are not gross. Actually, no, that, that's a lie. Most people are really fucking gross. Speaking of gross, let's talk about hoes, you know? Hoes versus women. What's the difference? You know, lately I've been seeing a lot of women and, or I should say hoes on social media who glorify being hoes, who, who glorify se sexual promiscu promiscuity. They glorify sexual promiscu promiscuity. Excuse me, I can't speak English. They glorify hella sex and being a slut um, as if it's empowering for women. Um, first things first, ladies, there's nothing empowering about being a slut. Keep on telling yourself that if you want. But the only people you're empowering are the douchebags who want to take advantage of your shallow shallowness and desperate attempts to gain a footing. They will appeal to your uh, insecurities and fuck you and then leave you. And then you're going to look all fucking stupid when you're 33 and find yourself dusted out and ran through because you fucked every single guy you came across in an attempt to seem powerful. Um, anyways, I my method of deciphering whether or not a girl is a hoe or figuring out what, whether or not a girl is a hoe or a woman is if a if a if a hoe if a girl starts talking about you know a real man does this a real man will do that a real man has this and that um that is a hoe that is a fucking hoe with a fantasy you know cuz a real woman understands that a real man will have whatever the hell he needs for his situation you know if you're a man who doesn't make a lot of money then all you really need is a decent apartment, a decent, a, a small place to stay, and a car to get to work or the means to get to work. And a real woman would understand that. Any woman who requires you to have something that is not even applicable and possible for your lifestyle is not a real woman. That is a fucking whore with a fantasy. Like, and I'm going to continue... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue standing back on that. Like, not standing back on that. I'm going to stand on that opinion because I've never met any of these, most of these young women out here, young girls out here bragging about um, hot girl summer. They're just hoes, bro. They really are. Like, they think they're dignified, but half the guys they're fucking are trashy men who don't have anything to offer besides false images of stability you know they spend a lot of money on jordans and looking good like looking cool but in reality they have nothing they don't have their own apartments they don't have the, they they barely have control over their own car payments they barely have control over their own bills or anything else they just have fake swag and these hoes eat it, eat it up because they're materialistic you know a woman a real woman check this out because Females are very emotional. You know, they're emotional creatures. A female who can step outside of her emotional spectrum in order to see the truth for what it is long enough or long enough to see the truth for what it is, 
That is a real woman, okay? Not some tramp with a fantasy. Ladies, I understand there are... Tra and also, there are trashy men out there as well. Like, any man out there who, who's talking about, I will only date a girl with a fat ass and huge titties, that is a boy. That is a little boy who lacks the ability to grow the fuck up and has a fantasy. Because most of the time, the person for you is not going to fit your fetish or your sexual kink. Because the person for you is who works best for you and your lifestyle. Everybody wants a girl with fat ass and huge titties. Like, every girl, every, every guy who lives and is born in our modern society wants a girl with fat ass with a fat ass and huge titties. All right? But there are not enough girls on this planet with fat asses and huge titties. Which so what does that mean? The likelihood of your wife having a fat ass and huge titties is very low. And you need to accept that and start looking for other things that you find and like in a person. All right? I don't know. I, I just see a lot of immaturity all right, that's, that's, that's making life very difficult because so many people lack the ability to accept the fact that their own opinions and viewpoints and standards for other people are based off nothing other than what they want. What they want. I want this. I want that. Cool. Know what you want, but also know when the things you want simply aren't realistic. Ladies, if you want a, a cream of the crop man who has hundreds of thousands of dollars in his bank account, stands at six foot and beyond, then, then you have a fantasy because that is less than 0.1% of the male population, okay? So that means... 95% of the female population is trying to get with 0.1% of the male population. That's just not going to work out for you, ladies. Keep on harping on your fucking fantasy. That cream of the crop man with shitload of money and is, is just going to do one thing and one thing only. He's going to fuck you. Because very few of you guys are attracted enough to tie down a man like that. Very few of you. Like, very few women are attracted enough to... Convince a man of that caliber to tie himself down to you. And that's a fact. Let go of your fantasies and realize that well, there's nothing wrong with having an ideal or a preference. But there's everything wrong with being delusional. And whatever. I've, I've rambled on too long. It's, it's, it's been a, a miserable day for me. Um, thanks for listening, boys and girls. Don't forget to check out my book. It is called Societal Evolution Journey to the Dollhouse. Aside from that, take care, stay focused, and God bless.